I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Just a quick update on the latest news. A few of the GOP holdouts have flipped and voted for McCarthy as the 12th vote is underway right now for Speaker of the House. We'll update you on that in just a little bit. But right now we've got Julie Kelly joining us, senior writer at American Greatness, her latest piece, which is posted at ClayandBuck.com, January 6th, a day that will live in alchemy uh julie appreciate you joining us uh first off you know what are you what are you thinking about today as you're going to be hearing i'm sure a lot of democrats uh memorializing commemorating this anniversary yes well um happy fedsurrection day to both of you thank you for having me on (laughs) um you know look their narrative is quickly crumbling And I think they know that. That's why they're so desperate to lie about what happened and give out these presidential awards, which Joe Biden is doing today. Because not only is the narrative crumbling, you know, thanks to for exposing some reporting, exposing the truth, but also the weight of their own evidence, which is contained in their January 6th, their final report, the committee, and also some of these transcripts that are being released that completely contradict What these people have been saying for two years is that everyone was caught off guard. Donald Trump incited this, quote unquote, insurrection uh, after his speech on January 6th, that no one had intelligence, that no one was preparing for this. This all is a lie. And it's interesting because it's being exposed as a lie from their own body of evidence. Julie, you had a a tweet thread uh, up that, that got me really fired up. The... There are around, and you would probably know better than me, 900-some-odd defendants so far for January 6th. You said that the Department of Justice has made it be known that they plan on charging up to 1,000 more people with violations for January 6th, and that part of the impetus for that 
uh, is that they now have billions of more dollars in the Department of Justice to spend, which many Republicans signed off on. Tell us what the latest is on how many more defendants there could be and what the Department of Justice is signaling about their intentions going forward. Sure. So last year, Matthew Graves, who is the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, a Biden appointee, and they are handling every January 6th case. He indicated that his office thinks that there are up to 2,000 Trump supporters, January 6th protesters, who broke the law that day. So they are going to accelerate their criminal investigation. This week, the head of the Washington, D.C. FBI field office said in a statement commemorating January 6th that their FBI investigation would go on for years. So and they are arresting people nearly every week. I write about in my piece you talked about today, a couple from Washington who was under FBI investigation for 14 months. They interrogated coworkers. They uh, agents looked at hours of surveillance video and body cam footage. They even got a search warrant on these on this couple's uh, cell phone devices to confirm they were inside the building on January 6th. And what are they ultimately charged with? Four low-level misdemeanors. No violent charges. No weapon charges. No attacking police. Four misdemeanors. This is what they are going to continue to do throughout 2023 as they continue to expand the caseload. Um, and this is all to support the idea that Trump supporters are basically domestic terrorists. So, Julie, building off of that question, the vast majority, I would imagine, of people who've been arrested for January 6th related offenses have been arrested for taking their own photos and many of them posting them on social media as a part of that process, right? Can you ever remember more people being charged with crimes that they documented themselves. In, in other words, if you really thought you were doing something, for everybody out there listening, and I'm, I'm curious you too, Julie, if you really thought you were committing a crime, very few times do people record themselves or Photoshop themselves or photograph themselves, I should say, committing a crime. That's where most of these charges are coming from, which to me is representative of how nonviolent most of the people being charged with crimes are. That's such a great point. Yes, of course, you would never record yourself robbing a bank or doing anything legitimately illegal. You certainly wouldn't do it while there's police officers standing right there doing nothing to stop you from committing that crime. But, of course, that's the case for hundreds of American citizens uh, who are ensnared in this really destructive, retaliatory uh, investigation and prosecution by this Department of Justice. The couple I write about today walked in the Capitol building through an open door. They walked around some hallways. One of the, the woman chatted with a Capitol police officer. The man chatted with a D.C. police officer. They weren't arrested. They weren't told to leave the building. They eventually, police led them to another door where they exited, didn't commit any violent crime. And yet here they are under 14 months of FBI investigation before presumably their home was raided by FBI agents. Um, and then they're hauled off to court, accused of four misdemeanors, but in the process destroying their lives because the regime has successfully branded these people insurrectionists, traitors, and terrorists. We're speaking to Julie Kelly. Her book is January 6th, How Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie, what is the status? Because you've been one of the people 
uh, doing the most, I think, out there to get the word out about what's happening to J6 defendants who have been held in incredibly harsh conditions and in many cases for nonviolent crimes. What is the status of J6 defendants in what I believe you've called before the D.C. gulag system that they've been held in, including in solitary confinement? Well, the situation is a little more fluid than it was, say, a year ago when we first started reporting on it. Really, I guess now almost two years. Um, Because you have people who have been sentenced or agreed to plea deals, and they are then transferred to a permanent prison outside of the D.C. gulag. At the same time, you have defendants who have been held under pretrial detention who are now being moved to the D.C. gulag because every trial is taking place in Washington, D.C. My guess, Clay and Buck, is that there are roughly 100 people behind bars right now, either under pretrial detention orders, which means they've been denied bail or bond, or because they have been sentenced um, for either a plea deal or conviction by a judge or a jury. Um, and so this is the sort of caseload, though, that DOJ wants to expand, right? They want more people in prison. They want more people in the D.C. gulag. They are political prisoners because we've never seen this happen before in the United States. Julie, do, do we get the sense that Republicans eventually, by the way, 12 people have flipped towards McCarthy out of the 20. So it's going to be very close in this 12th vote uh, as to whether or not he's going to be the speaker. Um, maybe he's not going to get there, but it seems like he's going to be the speaker eventually. When Republicans take back the House, uh, obviously the Senate not going to happen. But do you get the sense now that we're through the midterm election that some Republicans may start to take note of what's happening to the January 6th defendants? Or do you think many Republicans are still going to just turn their back on these people and pretend that these abuses of Department of Justice power are not happening? I think many will continue to turn their backs, and that includes Kevin McCarthy. And one reason why is because they bought into the insurrection narrative early on. You will recall that Kevin McCarthy called it an insurrection from the House floor, and he said Donald Trump was partially to blame. Well, now that we know what we thought we saw on January 6th is not actually the truth, that there was a lot of operations and machinations behind the scenes for months before what happened that day, They have too much buy-in, so they're not going to come back now and say, oh, this was really looked like mostly an inside job, and we're going to figure out what happened. I was encouraged, though, by a House Republican report um, that was uh, authored by Jim Jordan and Jim Banks and a few others that looked at the security, I believe intentional security failures on January 6th. They got some interesting records, including that of Paul Irving, who was the House Sergeant-at-Arms responsible for securing the Capitol. I'm hoping, though, that that report is a start um, instead of, well, here we looked at it and now we're done examining January 6th. That can't be because we know there's so much more to find out, so many unanswered questions. And the people who, innocent Americans, who are having their lives destroyed by this criminal prosecution, they deserve most of all to find out what the government was doing, what it was responsible for, uh, so they can clear their names and and get the actual truth out. Julie, what is your opinion of the Ray Epps uh, controversy, the Ray Epps situation? Um, I just think it's fascinating to read his transcript and see how people like Adam Kinzinger basically act as his defense attorney, uh, you know, asking these leading questions where he could sort of claim his innocence, which 
course, he, you know, as far as we know, he is innocent. It doesn't, he says numerous times he was not working for a federal agency. That doesn't mean he wasn't working for some other interest group. Um, but what's interesting to me, two things, the, the text that he sent to his family that said he helped orchestrate what happened, which is the same sort of text or message that's been used as evidence against January 6ers. But also, it looks like he was on restricted grounds for at least an hour, not to mention the fact that he was involved in the first physical breach of the exterior uh, perimeter of Capitol grounds. But then he was on technically restricted grounds for over an hour. Now, there are several people who didn't go inside the building who faced criminal charges for being on restricted grounds. So it's just unclear why Ray Epps not only has been defended by January 6th propagandists, but remains uncharged to this day last question for you julie you've been pretty adamant that you believe donald trump is going to be charged uh in relation to these investigations what do you think the time frame on that would be um yeah because i was having an interesting conversation recently where um my fear and and i'm curious whether you would agree with this and buck and i have talked about this some is that instead of trying to knock donald trump out of the running for the republican nomination that the calculus is actually to charge him closer to the primary season and count on Republicans rallying around him and then getting him the nomination. In other words, I don't think that Democrats want to knock Donald Trump out of contention for the presidency. I think they want Joe Biden to run against Trump again because they think that they will beat him again. And if that were true, then the timing to indict him would actually be like, you know, August or September of this year if they were going to indict him. What do you think and what do you expect? I think that's such an interesting angle. It's honestly not one I've thought about until you guys brought it up, I think, during our last interview. But it makes a lot of sense. So the idea that they don't want Donald Trump to run, you know, they say insurrection and he's disqualified uh, because he was involved in this insurrection, um, that very well could be that uh, they are signaling something other than what they really want. Yeah, and the reason why I mean that, Julie, is they got involved in every primary that they could in 2022 to pick people who had defended Trump because they thought they were weaker candidates. I think they're trying to cut down Trump to make him a weaker candidate, but they actually want him as the nominee. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And to your point, then, the indictment will probably be, you know, at summertime or after after summer i actually thought it would be happening i thought it already would have happened by now but i think the raid on mar-a-lago and the classified documents investigation now the appointment of a special counsel uh has just intentionally delayed uh what i think is the inevitable julie kelly of american greatness julie thanks for being with us thanks guys have a great weekend my friends join me in giving the gift of life to an unborn child I work at the Preborn Pregnancy Clinics, a nationwide nonprofit organization with clinics in many cities where the number of abortions is very high. They place their clinics there on purpose so they can introduce an alternative to abortion to a pregnant mom making a huge decision, and that's the decision whether to give life to her unborn child. The team at Preborn Pregnancy Clinics offer a free ultrasound to expectant mothers. Once that mother meets their child for the first time in this way, they often change their decision and choose life. Every ultrasound and all the loving care received at each clinic is underwritten by donations from you, the pro-life community. One ultrasound is $28. 
or $140 helps to rescue five babies' lives. Right now, through a match, your gift is doubled. 100% of your gift goes to saving babies, and all gifts are tax-deductible. To donate securely, pick up your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. You'll be able to make a life-saving donation that way. That's pound 250 and say baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K sponsored by Preborn. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Our thanks to Julie Kelly. 
Uh, want to give you an update on this 12th vote. I don't know. Have they officially closed down the vote? I'm not sure. But 14 Republicans of the 20 that had been opposed to Kevin McCarthy have flipped their vote. So I don't know if it's officially final because before the final tally comes out, I believe I'm correct that only two more votes would be needed to make Kevin McCarthy officially the speaker here on the 12th vote. Buck, do you know if they've officially closed it down? The point here in a big picture context is Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next speaker of the House. He is going to win this vote at some point. When exactly it will be, maybe there's still some more horse trading to happen. But after 11 votes were effectively nothing really changed, suddenly 14 additional Republicans have signed up to support Kevin McCarthy. So the 12th vote close to uh, the closer. And the C-SPAN is still saying the vote is ongoing. So it's still possible last-minute horse trading. I think he only needs two more votes to officially be speaker. For people out there who have been following this on a minute-by-minute basis. Oh my gosh, you mean the chaos? You mean that the tumult that our nation's capital has been thrown into? Well, it's just like we said, everybody. It's all going to be fine. It's not a big deal. It's going to work out. Probably some horse trading has gone on here. Message has been heard at some level. Um, it's not over yet, so you know who knows. You know you might have those last. You know there's the twenty, and then there might be uh, the just six. that last that last group of uh, of six that may decide they're going to really stick it to McCarthy a bit longer. Um, so he needs a handful more votes. But I, I think we'll likely hear. And we got Anna Paulina supposed to join us, assuming she doesn't have to be in the midst of voting in the next hour. She's one of those members of Congress. And we'll probably hear that there were some concessions that were made by McCarthy to this group and that there were promises that were made. And maybe, you know, Kevin McCarthy's gotten a little bit of a wake-up call here. I mean, you can look at this as something that could bring about some real positives um, beyond, I think, even just the concessions. You know, I think sometimes... You know, you, you got to get knocked around a little bit to understand the fight you're in. And, you know, I think McCarthy, if you want to put a positive spin on this, people can say, oh, this, it should have been somebody else who won or whatever. He hasn't won yet, obviously, but it's looking like that. But if you want to take the positive out of this, it's that I think McCarthy's been put on notice. And I think that there are 20 people here who had their voices heard by a lot of Americans who wanted that voice to be heard. Also, they may have taken over the narrative news cycle from the anniversary of January 6th to Kevin McCarthy's The New Speaker. Yeah. Can they do like f- three or four more rounds of voting just so we get through this <laughs> until at least prime time at MSNBC when all the weeping can start? One of your goals this year is to do business with companies who share your values. How about switching your cell phone service to Pure Talk? It's the cell phone company that is the antidote to woke wireless companies out there. You'll discover Pure Talk veteran-owned, and they proudly employ a U.S.-based customer service team, too, plus their cell phone service in coverage good as any and their customer service second to none. Pure Talk is on the largest networks in the country. Same blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month, probably half of what you're paying at Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And when you switch to Pure Talk, you keep your phone and your phone number. You can switch over in as little as 10 minutes and your first month is risk-free guarantee. Try it. 
you're not completely happy, you can flip back. Here's how you do it. Dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Of truth. They believe that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position of Speaker of the House because he raised half a billion dollars to get Republicans elected. That just happened a few moments ago. I just wanted you to hear that again. Get a little, a little spicy there as Matt Gates calling out uh, McCarthy, saying he's raised all this money. Look, we, we've all. It certainly is spoken about a lot among members of the of the uh, press and the political uh, political pundit folks out there that Gates and McCarthy uh, don't get along on a personal level. To put it, yes. put it lightly, uh, that's well known and. There's obviously now not a whole lot, I think, that's going to prevent McCarthy from from being speaker. But as that was happening, you know, because we're not really that used to uh, to a lot of theatrics going on in Congress. You know, there are other other parts of the world, you know, there whether it's a parliament or or their whatever their legislative branch may be, where things get things get pretty crazy. But have you ever seen? First of all, obviously the British. Uh, House of Commons, you know, there's all, oh, oh, excuse me, sir, oh, oh, you know, they make a lot of noise when people are, you know, the right honorable gentleman and all that stuff, very theatrical. And then I think it's the, it's famously the, uh, uh, the parliament, I don't know if it's a parliament or whatever the uh, the legislature is in Taiwan, but where they've had guys who have actually just, who, there was like a famous video of a guy throwing a fly kick at another guy. Have you ever yeah, seen oh, that yeah, one? it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So things, well, you know, things get a little fiery. We're down to seven holdouts now. Uh, So the 12th vote is now complete. And uh, McCarthy, assuming those people vote, because there's still a mechanism, I believe, where they could choose not to vote. um, And that could alter how many votes exactly he needs. Um, But 218, obviously, is the number that he needs to get to. And uh, he needs about four more votes, I believe, out of these outstanding seven, assuming they vote. Now, I I think they could just abstain and he could hit a majority that way. Uh, but I'm not sure what exactly the percentages would need to be. I think that's correct. Um, so basically, this thing is over, right? What we were waiting to see was would the 20-ish uh, people who were voting against McCarthy be able to take their numbers up or would McCarthy be able to cut into them and the 20 opponents are losing their base and they're now down to seven and Anna Paulina Luna who's going to join us in about a half hour uh, unless there's some as we said unless there's some additional voting going on has flipped her vote now to Kevin McCarthy so we can directly ask her Buck hey what were the negotiations that went on why were you a no on Tuesday and by Friday, you feel comfortable coming in as a yes on vote 12. So we'll get direct from Washington, D.C., uh, a behind-the-scenes story of what exactly is going on there. And now we all can focus on how we can tell our great-grandchildren that during the great Speaker of the House ruckus of 2023 that lasted a couple of days, where were you during it, Clay? You know, We were waiting for it to end because it wasn't going to last all that long. 
But on, on a serious note, I do think that uh, this is setting the stage for what's going to be a whole lot more, um, a whole lot more wrangling within the GOP, which which is a good thing. I mean, how else? We were all disappointed about what happened in the midterm election uh, in general. Why wouldn't there be some friction? Why wouldn't there be something in along the lines of a, of a realignment or at least an attempted realignment uh, within the GOP in terms of messaging, the processes that it will pursue, the agenda that it will have? And this is all going to take some time. I mean, this is the system working itself out. So I think this is more or less gone how we we have thought that it would it is not over yet but it's looking like it's going to be closing up shop here pretty quickly um it's probably going to be in the next vote if are they holding another vote today do we know i think they probably will i don't know that they've officially announced it there definitely has been an opportunity if you have been in the holdout community one i think you've gotten many different uh aspects of this relationship that you wanted in exchange for your vote also, if you're still holding out, I think you've probably maximized the amount of fundraising and attention you can get out of this because once you break down and you're down to just seven holdouts, I think a lot of people out there say, okay, you've got 200 plus that are saying Kevin McCarthy may not be perfect, but we're voting for him. What exactly are you holding out for if you're the seven? You're such a substantial minority now of the Republican Party in the House that you don't have very much leverage when you just lost two-thirds of the people that were opposing alongside of you. I just, I just wonder what I, folks out point, there are thinking about this, by the way. 800-282-2882. Assuming this is coming to a conclusion with McCarthy as Speaker, do you feel like this was, was it worth it? If there were concessions made, is that, is that enough? Or a lot of people are very disappointed. I'm curious to hear how that goes. And uh, I, I think that... As we've been saying, Clay, the primary that lies ahead here for Republicans, this is really a just a very brief preview of the kind of arguments that will be made about who's establishment, who's not, who's the future of the party, who's not. All, all of this will will be on the uh, on the horizon here soon. I, I did want to bring us back to the issue uh, of immigration, if I could, and maybe uh, a place to just remind us, uh, or, or this is an opportunity to remind everybody of what happened yesterday when Biden gave that that speech, he laid out all these policies. You know, Clay, I think it's that's a much bigger issue, a much more important issue than what's happened with the speaker right now. Um, while, but it's I understand it's time sensitive and it's in real time as we've been talking to people about these votes. So the media coverage has been more and more focused on that, but. The more I looked into what Biden said yesterday, uh, the more I think people need to understand that this issue of illegal immigration is going to determine the future of politics in this country. I mean, that is really what is at stake. We're sitting here talking about how, well, what happens if we have a speaker who's too establishment? What happens if you continue to bring in millions of people into the country illegally, creating essentially a, a sense of inevitability of amnesty, which is where I think it's certainly where the Democrats are, and I think a lot of Republicans would go along with it. I think that's what we're facing right now. I don't know if you want to talk. We, we, yeah, I we mean, it's talk- potentially 15 or 20 million different new voters, right? When you consider that essentially the 2020 election was decided by 20,000 votes in Wisconsin and Georgia and in Arizona, if you added in 15 or 20 million voters, how much would that change things? And And this is important. When you give amnesty, you encourage 
further illegal act, right? So if you suddenly said, hey, we're going to give a pathway to citizenship to these 15 or 20 million people who are now here illegally in this country, then you're just incentivizing 20 or 30 million more people to come to this country because they'll say, well, eventually we're going to get our own amnesty, just like happened in 1986. Then it happens again into 2020s. And then it'll happen again in 2040. And essentially, we have no border. So at, at what point? This is this is why we made fun of Kamala Harris. But if you really want to discuss illegal immigration, there are two root causes. One is there's better economic opportunity here than in almost any country in the world. And, you know, Buck, I saw a great stat. Do you know who the highest earning people in America are right now? Asian men and Asian women. Asian women have now passed white men in terms of their earnings. Why would all these people be trying to come from other countries if America were a fundamentally racist country? Because it's not. Because they recognize opportunity here is not determined by skin color. And you'll not hardly hear anybody discuss that, but it's, I think it's really significant. Asian men and Asian women are now the highest earning people in the United States. If this were a country fueled on white supremacy in the 2020s, that's a really big failure of white supremacy that Asian people are now rising up and dunking all over everyone else in the United States when it comes to earnings power. Immigrants from Nigeria earn more than the average American and even uh, than the average uh, Caucasian household in this country. That's right. So it's not even just Asian. It's not even just Asian yeah. uh, Americans. It's immigrants from West Africa out earn uh, most other groups. I mean, they probably are just behind, you know, Asian Americans and uh, and a couple of other groups that you could discuss. But yeah, this is this is the country we, this we is live the land in of opportunity. There is there is so much opportunity out there. But what happens to the country if we become essentially the world's welfare ward and uh uh or you know welfare state that's that's a a big challenge for us that's something that if you're looking at five million in two years can it continue i mean this is what i would want to ask democrats and i want to come back to this five million illegals enter the country in two years so is this just the way it's going to be that's on average we'll call it two to three million a year what does that look like in the next 10 years if that's a problem i think we should talk about it I don't know. I think it's that, worth discussing. That's why the root causes are important, because one is economic opportunity. The other one is birthright by soil. The fact that you can become a citizen if you are born here. It doesn't exist almost anywhere else in the world, and it, no one will even mention it. Yeah, we'll get into it. My friends, rising inflation, a volatile stock market wreaking havoc on retirement accounts. Until economic uncertainty turns around, the Phoenix Capital Group suggest you diversify your investments. They're introducing investors to high-value oil and gas investments here in the U.S. with current yields that range from 8% to 11% APY paid monthly. These are corporate bond offerings, and they're open to all investors with annual interest paid monthly. The Phoenix Capital Group offers live webinars to learn about Phoenix's business structure, ways they offer security for the offerings, risks, and their financials. They host live Q&As where they'll answer all of your questions. Sign up at investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX. Investment in bonds has a certain risk before making investment decisions. You should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Sign up today at investingwithphx.com. That's investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX. That's 323-PHOENIX to connect.
Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Our esteemed president is traveling to the border, Buck, uh, down in El Paso, I believe over the weekend, where it is going to have to be acknowledged what a disaster things are at the border. Um, What do you think 
in general is going to be, because my theory, I'll tell you my theory, and then you tell me whether you agree or disagree with it. I think Joe Biden's going to go to the border. It's going to be impossible for the media that travels with him to ignore the disaster that is El Paso. That's why the president going to the border is such a big deal, because instead of just Bill Malusian at Fox News covering the entire border and somehow having essentially almost the entire border beat to himself, suddenly all of these uh, media that travel with Joe Biden are going to parachute into the border and they're going to be like, man, things are really bad down here. My theory is Joe Biden's going to go to the border and say Republicans have created this situation because they won't engage in immigration reform. He's going to put forward, he already has his little app and his speech, a series of, uh, of, of fixes to the immigration issue, which would actually in many ways make it worse. And then when Republicans reject it, he's going to blame Republicans for the situation at the border. That's how I see this playing out. Do you agree or disagree with that? Because in his mind then, takes the border off of the table and makes it, in, at least in the terms of the Democrat perspective, a Republican issue, not a Democrat. Yeah, they'll just say not they're true, not going. But I think that's his plan. This is very obvious. They're just going to say they're not going along with what the Democrats want to secure the border, and therefore they have no grand, uh, ground to stand on to talk about what should happen here. I mean, just to, to keep everybody up to speed on the latest efforts of Democrat propaganda, the DHS Secretary Mayorkas refused, here we go, clip four, refused to call the situation at the border a crisis. Remember this? Would you, Secretary, qualify what is happening on the border right now as a crisis? You know, uh, we um, we have seen the situation at the border uh, managed in an orderly way. We have seen it in extraordinarily challenging circumstances as well. You can rest assured, Poppy, that we're doing everything that we possibly can to build a system that provides humanitarian relief in a safe and orderly yeah. way while trying to persuade Congress to fix what is a broken system. They keep saying this broken system line. So if, I mean, he danced around it there. He doesn't want to say it. It's not a crisis. It's a challenge or it's not a crisis. It's an opportunity or whatever they want to say at any given day. Clay, ultimately, they've decided that we can just have open borders through the humanitarian impulse or open borders through the asylum loophole. And there's no need then for Congress to even have to address the reality of what's going on because the system is broken because people aren't enforcing the laws that exist. I mean, a very basic one is shall detain. If you cross in the country, you shall be detained. They don't they don't detain people. They often give them bottles of water and a sandwich and say, you know, see you later. That's it. I mean, Trump was one billion percent right on the border. And I think the most concrete, devastating response that almost everyone understands, you think about it in context of a lawyer making an argument to a jury. If walls don't work, why does almost every rich person in America live behind a wall? There's almost no answer, right? Like, if walls don't work, if the walls don't provide protection, if walls don't provide security, why is one of the first things that people who are extremely wealthy do to protect themselves and their yeah. family I mean, put themselves behind a wall, behind a gate? The only talking point that I can remember 
uh, that was as as stupid as defund police is walls don't work. Remember yeah. during the, the Trump administration. Yeah. Um, and, and that didn't last that long because eventually word got out from Border Patrol members, people that do that job, who would say to anybody who would listen, oh, no, we could we could use more walls are really helpful. Walls are a really yeah. useful tool. Now, that's not the same thing as as holding it to the unrealistic goal of they're 100 percent or they solve the problem. Of course not. But, you know, you got a car, you're leaving on a on a on a dark street without great lighting. You lock your car, you're not going to lock your car. Well, what makes it more likely to get stolen? You know, No doubt. I mean, Buck, think about it this way. How many people do you know who don't just live in a gated community? They live in a double or triple gated community. Like, that's the next level in elite, right? You go into one gate, and then there's another gate, and then there's another gate, right? Like, walls yeah. in security make things safer. It doesn't mean they're infallible. You can still always climb over it. But obstacles to... Uh, entering the country work to just uh, to stop as many people from being able to enter the country well, it, it also allows it allows for better uh, deployment of resources so that you don't have to focus as much especially in some areas I mean, if you go to if you go to el paso it, it's a city on both sides of the border right so I yeah. mean, you're, you're talking about an urban crossing environment across the border without a fence there you have no chance of being able to stop people from getting across it so anyway there's there's a lot of things they lie about when it comes to immigration, but the biggest lie the Democrats tell of all is that they want illegal immigration to stop or even be dramatically lessened because they don't. They just don't. As a party, they're an open borders party, and they lie to you about it. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. who's was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.